Representation of gender roles and gender stereotypes are a huge point of controversy in the gaming community. Here I will be talking about how women are portrayed in video games, what has been done to fix the issue, and why it matters. The majority of playable characters in video games feature a strong, straight white male. In fact, only about 15% of playable characters are female, and many women fall into one or more of these categories. Damsel in distress, over-sexualized eye candy, one-dimensional love interest, supporting character, and the occasional strong, independent woman. However, a lot of progress has been made in recent years, and more and more games are starring female main protagonists. Some good examples include Lara Croft from Tomb Raider, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, and many characters from both The Last of Us and Resident Evil franchises. Though some of these characters, especially Lara Croft, have been more of a sex icon in the past. One thing that's become even more common now is the option to choose which gender to play as, as well as other characteristics to more closely resemble the player and allow for a more diverse audience. As of 2020, roughly 41% of gamers are female. So, why is it that there is still so little representation of realistic women in games? In order to answer this question, we have to first take a look at the past. It's the 1980s and you're currently in an arcade. You pull a few coins out of your pocket and insert them into a game titled Double Dragon. Next thing you know, some unfortunate girl named Marion is punched in the gut, thrown over her shoulder, and dragged off with her underwear on full display immediately after booting up the game. What a wonderful start. So many games use this exact same thin plot device. The damsel in distress. This sends a clear message across to the players. Women are defenseless and need the help of a man to be saved from danger. From childhood, we are put into a victim mentality, and the damsel in distress trope only helps to implement it. The female character adds nothing to the story other than an objective for the main male protagonist. A reward to be won. We've all seen it before, but perhaps no one demonstrates this trope better than Miss Princess Peach herself. This ill-fated princess has been snatched anywhere from 10 to 79 times depending on what your definition of kidnapping is and which games you decide to include in the list. Princess Zelda has had her fair share of abductions too, though she's arguably more capable than the other two examples. She also serves a more crucial role in many of the games, and there are several other strong female characters in the franchise. At the time, almost everybody who played these games were boys, so it made sense that the main characters were also males. The developers wanted to appeal to a male audience and give them characters they could more readily connect to. While we're on this point, I may as well ask the question, why were boys more attracted to video games than girls in the first place? John Bywin and Celeste Headley from Scene on Radio talk about whether or not our gender is a factor in the things we like and do. As Headley pointed out, humans are not blank slates waiting to be shaped by their environment. While nurture plays a big role in who we are as people, we definitely come pre-wired in some sort of way. 
Whether or not our interests are correlated with our gender isn't exactly clear, but according to a study done by Ellen Rees of Stanford University of Medicine, video games activate more rewarding feelings in the male brain than the female brain. His experiment went a little like this. He connected 22 young adults, 11 male and 11 female, to an MRI machine and had them play 24 second intervals of a game in which you collect balls for territory. Turns out the women were just as successful as the men at clicking the balls, however the men were much more motivated, and the part of the brain associated with reward and addiction was more activated in them. Reese was unsurprised with his findings, and he pointed out that most of the computer games that are really popular with males are territory and aggression type games. If men really are more naturally aggressive and territorial, it would make a lot of sense as to why they are much more drawn to media that relates to that. Anyway, it didn't take too long for the first female playable character to come out. What's more is she was portrayed as extremely capable and independent. Metroid launched in 1986, and the game took players on an intense space pirate fighting journey as a bounty hunter named Samus Aran. The character's gender is left ambiguous up until the very end of the game. Only when you beat the game will Samus emerge from her armor, revealing that she is in fact a woman. She did so in a bikini, but it was definitely a powerful step in the right direction nonetheless. This allowed for the players to form their own opinions about the character without any prejudices, and it proved that women could be equally as successful in video games. The emergence of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat saw the rise of powerful women fighters capable of completely destroying any opponent, though admittedly, many of those characters were still over-sexualized in comparison to their male counterparts. Take a look at Melina from Mortal Kombat 9 and you'll see what I mean. It got so, so much worse before it got any better. Do women have to be naked to get into the Metropolitan Museum? I'm really seeing some connections to the Gorilla Girls here. Women are both underrepresented in the gaming industry and have been near butt naked in many titles. As time goes on, representation of all demographics is getting better and better. Creators still continue to get backlash from some people claiming it's nothing more than tokenism, or from meatheads who just don't want to see it. Where is the line between a token character and a genuine one drawn? When can a female character or LGBT character simply be without having to justify its existence? I think the root of the problem resides in the fact that the voice of the straight white male rules over the gaming industry. It's not only that we need a more diverse cast of characters in games today, but also a more diverse development team to tell varying stories. There's a sort of cycle going on here. Women and other underrepresented demographics are less likely to play video games, which only leads them to being underrepresented or misrepresented, and vice versa. What we need is a call to action for people of different backgrounds to step forward and create games. Only then will we have an accurate representation of women and minorities.